Welcome back to another episode of Other Tone. We had Cause, we had Virgil Abloh, and this is basically the uh, essence of Other Tone, I think. Again, I always say I'm excited, but this one was, you know, I got sort of a relationship with both of these guys. I seen them come up. Um, I sound like I'm like an OG. I seen them come up, but nah, like, you know, I watched them just uh, grow and fans of both of these guys for a long time I was um, I was honored to be able to speak to them man like this was good this was good you can tell by the way I was kicking it this is Virgil and Cause on Other Tone Other Tone 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 Other Tone 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 I have a funny side story before we get started so Pharrell's been I've been friends with Pharrell forever and uh he used to bring Steve Stout around, but Steve Stout never really knew me or knew my name. And then every time he would see me, he'd be like really nice to me. But I just thought, I assumed it was because I was hanging out with Pharrell and that's where he met me. Five years later, after we meet, he tells me, you know, all this time I thought you were cause. <laughs> and that was the reason <laughs> he was being so nice to me. <laughs> Hilarious. What's up, fellas? What up? How you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. No complaints. Wait, you're in Paris at the moment? Yeah. Petty. In Paris. My my favorite part about Paris is they allow you to bring your dogs inside the restaurant. Scott, yeah, you got to do a dog show, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Scott, what kind of dog? How many dogs? What kind you got? Uh-oh, here we go. This is what we're waiting for. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> Take it away, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got three dogs. One's a lab husky, one's a Rottweiler, and one's a husky. And a Rottweiler is a ba- big as a baby cow. The Rottweiler <laughs> is huge. The Rottweiler huge. weighs like 130 pounds. And it's a she, right? She's a she. One of the best breeds ever, though, man. Gentle. She will smack the shit out of you. Nah, man. <laughs> I'll show you a crazy picture but for context. Do, do you see how excited he is right now? Yeah, man. I see it. Cheesing. But listen, once you're a dog owner, it's I mean, different, man. Oh, it's yeah, different. One, and, and I grew I up really, with dogs, you guys. It's different. I, grew as up a, with I'm dogs. T- I know, bro. It's different. So what's as a, wrong a, with it? No, no, no. Listen, no, hold I on. Just, I had to clean up the shit. No, like, I'm gonna like, clean it up for him. I'm gonna clear it up for him. As a kid, it's different because you got, like he said, he, that's what he removes. It was a responsibility. As an adult, man, it's like a, it's like a, 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 a cool homeboy, man. Like or home, like you never fall out with your dog. They understand. They listen. What Whatever kind of, you do. What kind of fucking crazy <laughs> friendship is that? Like, you want somebody that never yeah, argue, argues yes, with you. Like, yes. I'm cool with that. But, Scott, listen, I'm here. I, I, um, I'm a dog owner, too. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, I got a dog. Oh, okay. You, well, you no, get it. I had, I had dogs, and then after the last one passed... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had yeah, kids, yeah. and you know that—that's oh, yeah, the see? part that's crazy. My Rottweiler, they—they they only live eight to ten years. Mine's fifteen. Uh, man, man, who the hell can go through yeah, that heartbreak? We don't want you to know? go. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. ready for Too that. Too short. One. Like ten, ten different times you have heartbreak in your life. The dog died in four years, five yeah. years, eight years. Expect. I forgot. I forgot they died. Who wants to do that? I forgot. I forgot. I forgot about that part. 
Scratch that, man. Yeah, that's that's heartbreak. <laughs> Scratch that. I know Scratch what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go fall in love with something and be really sad in three years. Yay! It's not three years, man. It's not a hamster. It's a dog. Listen, <laughs> some of them last. For, you know, some live like 13, 14 years. I get it. Get an African gray parrot, and then you're good. What the hell is you gonna do with a parrot, man? It lives yeah. longer than everybody, it's and they still, at least talk it, to you. They say that, something. No, who want a bird? The dog. When they have silent <laughs> farts, they never warn you. That's far in between. <laughs> oh, so the, the birds here? Yeah, I'm about to fight. They they communicate. <laughs> no, you why? African why do you gray be? is smart, man. It's a smart bird, but I'm talking about dumb. And for it's you African, to own. by the way. That's beautiful. Yeah, I love it. But what are you doing with a bird? What do you do with a bird? Talk to him. You talk to humans. Why do you want to talk Dude, to? He has bird? like eight lines rehearsed. Listen. So if you can pick right now, you would pick a bird. I'd pick neither responsibility. Bro, it ain't like that. You traumatized as a kid because you had to really do that. Now, nah. dog, this is a new breed of dog, man. It's okay. New generation. I'm like, good. You know you know the dog I like? Hot dog. Boston Dynamics. That's my favorite dog. Oh, no. I I'm definitely a, don't want I'm that. I'm trying to get that right now. I'm working on that one. That shit looks scary. It come in yellow, too? <laughs> see, favorite color? That. See, he into that. Nah, yeah. man. Nah. Yeah, I want him walking around here. Spike can malfunction and fuck <laughs> everybody up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Somebody can hack Spike. Then what? They can't hack. They can't <laughs> hack Spike. Yes, they can. That Spike, up, nah, bro. If it's a computer, somebody can hack it. It's true. And here, how your ass trapped in your house can't leave Spike. How you? <laughs> somebody else on the phones controlling Spike. We can off. Anyway, we've digressed. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Pharrell, why don't you tell everyone who's here? We got my brother Brian Donnelly. Yes, sir. My other brother Virgil. Yes, sir. Um, we could say Virgil A. Blow, but um, we say Virgil just because, you know, certain people, they had a certain status in their life and their work. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just say it. You don't got to say Phil Collins. You just say Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate nice. you, dog. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to say... <laughs> You don't got to say, you know, Michael Jackson. You just say, Mike. you know, Mike. You're right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, hey, Honored. by the way, to be clear, you don't have to say Brian Donnelly. You just nah, say cause. Just say cause. To be clear. I don't know? think anyone would know Brian Donnelly. Oh, people know who <laughs> yeah, Brian Donnelly is, bro. Sorry. It's because cause. It's because the work just yes, man. elevated Speaks. the person. Yeah, man. Yes. Of course. And then we got the dog lovers on here. The pooper scoopers. <laughs> One and two. <laughs> I got to get to the level where you just say my first name and shit. Fam. Thinking out loud. <laughs> Thinking out loud. Cause, I got yep. a story for you, bro. And I oh, think man. you know. The wheelchair story, bro. You know this? <laughs> no. Listen, it was your man. birthday party. You Listen, this was the best story ever, bro. <laughs> And I knew he enjoyed it as much as I did because back then we just used to trip off that shit. And since then, I just know, like, every time I think of you, man, I think of this story. (laughs) So, real quick, he was at a party, at at P's party. And um, one of our friends, somebody close to us, got too drunk. Oh, I know this story. (laughs) Early. They They got too drunk early. And when we came in the party... Actually, was we coming in or was... I, all I know... I'm just telling you from my perspective. And you might be shit. All I know is super early, we was coming in, and this guy was in a wheelchair. Fucked up. Passed up. Throwing, like, he was just like... So he was like, yo, first we was concerned because we was like, what happened to him? 
And then once we found out, I think we found out almost at the same time that he was in a wheelchair because he was drunk. And that shit was just the funniest shit ever. Once we found out, they put him in the chair and left him in the club. I thought I that was him. their way of escorting people out of the club. It was, yeah, like, so- it was, it was almost like a pre-Uber service to leave the club. <laughs> Yo, but for us to see that, man, i never seen that before. And the fact that we knew him and I knew who the guy was and i never seen him this fucked up, but the security put him in the chair and just left him there. It was Miami Live at, 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 at like the peak Pharrell Williams birthday party. It was live. This motherfucker was at live. It was live at live. He was dead. <laughs> Listen, it was so crazy, man. But at that point, when I know you laughed at that and you felt that amusing, I said, yeah, this is my man. So from then on, man, I always thought of that, man. I was like, yo, I got to bring this up, man. Did you remember that, though? Did you? Did... You talking about Drew? <laughs> he said his name Drew you was dead man you was dead Drew I, I still gotta know the backstory, man what happened and listen Drew was a different kind of lit that he night. was different listen do you know I don't know if you know this how that night ended for him see I think I no we just idea. saw it see listen so apparently he got so drunk when he realized he was in the chair, hours later, after us in, you know, we partying or whatever, he woke up and tried to fight the police officers. And they put his ass in a different chair and <laughs> took him to jail. So this man, I think he had on like flip-flops and chocolates. He won't build, he wasn't ready to go to no jail. So he spent his weekend in jail in Dade County, Miami, with shorts and flip-flops on. Because he was drunk, man. And I just find that so funny, man. And I know you laughed at it too, because we was cracking up. Like they had I just like the chair. I just like the, the chair, chair right? <laughs> so Having when you first chair. seen him in the chair, what was you thinking? Because I'm gonna tell you hurt. what I thought. You thought he was hurt, right? So it was like, yeah, what happened to you? But when you discovered he was just <laughs> drunk, what did it <laughs> I think you laughed well, with me? No, I started to I thought it was just a, a process at that club. If people get <laughs> a little too much, they get the chair and they get escorted. <laughs> it was like you know a gun show so. type of, you know, hook off the stage. Was this my 39th or my 40th? 40th. 40th. No, it's a 40th. Yeah. It was yeah. a 40th. It was definitely 40th. Because I had done drawings and stuff for like the wall and different things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause did a logo for the birthday on the wall. Or like just flex. casual. <laughs> <laughs> like flex. Pause for the flex. You know, he did a logo for the wall. It's nothing. Fra, how did you and Brian meet? Nigo. Of course. Yeah, in Japan. Shout yeah. out to the general, man. Yeah, the general. That was like 2004, 2005. Mm. Something around that. That's great. Yep. Do you remember the first, wow. where you guys met? I think I met you at Nigo's office, like in person. Oh, no, wait. No, I met you at your studio. I Those those days remember? are a blur for me. No. <laughs> I just remember being so honored because when I saw all that work, I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but Nigo sure does have, that, have the eye. He has the taste. And then he just, you know, he, still to this day, he's a magnet. You know, when anyone that feels 
anyone that knows who he is and knows what he does, they respect him enough to come and collaborate mm -hmm. should he say that's something he wants to do. And Brian was one of those people. So it's like when I saw it, I was like, oh, man, this is this is crazy. And I just I knew then that I wanted like to, to have some work by him. I will say, though, um, sidebar, the glasses that you made for the kids. Um, <laughs> that's fucked up. It's fucked up. I've been getting a lot um, of anger. Yeah, it's fucked up. I definitely need some for me, not nobody else. I just need my own pair, you know, for grownups. And I just like to do, you know, like a gold pair, you know. That rumor's made its way back to me. Yeah, I need it, man. I need, you know, I I, I think that that might be my frame, you know. Th those are crazy. It was fun. It was super so crazy. Fun. I mean, I personally like the fact that it's only kids. When those hit the internet, it's like Brian yeah. just yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> Like jogging back bro. down the court after he hits a three pointer. <laughs> no, I love I love what you do, bro. I love I love both of y'all, man. I'm just yeah, definitely, um, man. Thank you. There, there are moments where like I look up and not trying to make this about me, but there are moments where I look up and I just have to pinch myself because I'm like, man. Like I was just speaking to Rick Rubin, and on one hand that's a big deal. On another hand, it's like oh, it's like a fellow musician. But when you come from where we come from, you know, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, mm -hmm. and you look up and you see like people who just are like so talented in what it is that they do, and you're able to like do anything with them, mm -hmm. you know, my humility kicks in. Some people like their like hubris kicks in. For me, my humility kicks in, and I'm like, man, we we all here with like two really really important artists, not only of our times, but just like of note. Period. How often do you guys think about the things that you're doing from the perspective of this is what I want my legacy to be? Normally you're just working towards things and it's hard to really understand what you're doing at the moments when you're doing them. I don't know. I would imagine Virgil, I look at the amount of stuff that comes into the world from you and I'm always like, God, how does he do it? <laughs> You know, I, I can't imagine you pausing to like think, you know, I, I think you just make, it just comes out. For me, you know, I'm from Chicago. It's like the the black kid looking at all the different Mount Rushmores, like thinking it was seemingly impossible to be in that place because I never saw it. And I was like, if I have, if all I have to do is work, that's something that's like in my control, but like my pace is just inherent because I wanted to prove to myself it was possible because I didn't see that it was possible. And you continue to prove it, by the way. Yeah, you do. I mean, I, it's crazy to me that you work on so many different things though. Yeah. It's like, I just wake up, right? And let the ideas hit. And then I rarely tell myself no, you know, and I find an outlet because it, it started long, long before, you know, it started when I was a teenager looking at things, being like, I want to contribute, but I'm just a customer, you know, I absorb, or I consume design or culture, you know, albums or whatever. And then it was just like literally just flipping a mental switch to be like, if I work hard enough there's going to be an opportunity there's going to be a conversation 
or door to be like, that color should be red <laughs> or put that logo there. And then that just like snowballed effect. What was like the first thing that you remember working on where you, you, you shared it with people to say, hey, what do you think of this? Uh, there was probably like the clothing line is this, this film that I made called Pyrex Vision, mm-hmm. which is perfect because it's a spawn from what Pharrell and Femme, Pusha, Malice were doing in Virginia, you know, because I connected with both Brian mm-hmm. too, you know, like all those early, like for me, it goes back before, um, before the bus stop shelters, it was just the way that he was painting billboards. You know, like those things rewired my brain to know that, like, essentially hip hop is a formal art genre, you know? Yep. So then I was like, let me make a clothing line. And I called it Pyrex Vision. I shot a film in New York. It was all the ASAP kids, Bari, um, Ian, uh, Nast, Ills, um, and we just, I just made a film just as like mm-hmm. a first thing that I had total control over to just see what came of it. And like that freedom of thought just produced the thing that I stand on today. And what about you, Brian? I think, you know, just from doing graffiti when I was younger, you're immediately in the public. And even though you're, you know, it's not like now where people know Brian Donnelly or can find you, but you kind of create this identity and put it into the world. And I don't know, that always sort of was empowering, you know, following other people that did that before me. And, you know, they sort of built these names and these legacies and then you actually meet them because they're, you know, not far from your age. I think graffiti is a community that's very, um, when you're in it, is very inclusive. And that kind of, when once you realize that, you just realize, like, there's these circles existing in all different sort of realms, whether it's art world, fashion, whatever. And you sort of navigate your way through different circles. Pete and Brian, like, obviously there's so many different milestones in your career. How annoyed do you get when someone comes to you and is like, yo, I want to, and I want my first single to be like some N-E-R-D ish <laughs> or or Brian somebody like commission like uh hey I want to commission something and then they pull out their phone and it's like some old does it annoy you or do you kind of brush it off? I mean I honestly I'm not offended in any way. I just don't do that. Like I mean, mm. we're just not in that moment or that time. So why would I do that? Mm. And you know I just sort of state it pretty clearly. What about you, Virgil? Like, when, when somebody come to you with that, how you feel? I feel like you're annoyed. <laughs> uh, it's always like, <laughs> I'm, I'm all about, like, the conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, even if it starts at a place like that, that's, that's very, like, first rate. Mm-hmm. I learn from that. You know, yeah. I learn how people, like, absorb the work or the, the thought process, yeah. you know, like I learned from, from kids that love it or hate it, or just the, 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 the passerby, the re- everyday person is what I'm inspired by. I usually have to just like sort of 
I look away for a second <laughs> so I can barf in my mouth and they don't know, <laughs> you know? And then I turn around and just, um, I don't know. I, I don't think so, but I hate, I got it. I'm <clears throat> man. I hate going back into the past or my own past. Yo, this... Like I, I hate doing shit I've done before. Like I do something and I get off of it and my, you know, my friends always ridicule yeah. me. Yeah. You know, they're always like, you know, man, why you get off of that so soon? Yeah. And then, you know, like, <laughs> just different shit, you know, like, and there's tons of it, like trucker hats and pearls and just tons and tons and tons <laughs> yeah, and tons yeah. of things that like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just on it when I'm on it. And then when I'm, I'm just on something else. And then it's like, yeah, yeah you're right. Maybe I didn't squeeze everything that I could have out of it, but I'm <laughs> so it. afraid. We want you to squeeze it. Fam, fam lay, put, put it down. Top three things that Pharrell jumped off too early that you and the friend... Um, quick, rapid quick five. ones, rapid fire, babe. Um, <laughs> I, I, yes, babe. I got a story behind babe too. You babe, just some of the music and some of the sounds that he create. He'll get off it like he'll be the first one to do it. He'll do it one time and just like you'll be like, oh shit, this is crazy. No, nah, I can't do that anymore. No so music and just again like style is trucker hats. We can say that like bro like. See, this is my issue. I ain't gonna go. We have the conversation <laughs> all the time, but I ain't gonna go there. And, and hearing you, you two guys as creatives say the same thing, like, "Yo, I ain't trying to look back." It kind of give me, you know, I understand it. This is like a, a struggle with him for years. Like, I can understand if he make a record and it's like this shit crazy. I can understand everybody gonna come and be like, "Yo, I need something like that." So. It really disgusts him though. Like, you know how you say he just turn his head and, and he really be like, oh, sick, I can't do it. And I'd be like, yo, man, you can do it again. He won't do it. So now it makes sense hearing you and Carl see the same thing. It's like, I guess y'all look at it as like going backwards. Versus... Yeah, I just can't, and I can't get high off of it. You know what I'm saying? I, but you I high. Just... You already high. <laughs> Why you gotta get high again? Let us get high off of this. And then you go to the next thing. Family, talk about Scrung Out. Scrung Out is the hardest Neptune's rapper ever made. Listen, that's the hardest beat ever made. What's the story of that conception? That beat is insane. It's it, li- it's a listen, Mona Lisa. It's a Mona Lisa. And you want to know something real crazy? That beat, when he played it, we was calling it, remember? He, he don't ever remember, but I'm going to tell you. Doc, he was saying that this was like Doc Vader. We were saying, oh, this is Doc Vader driving an Enzo. That's what we how we described that beat back then. Do you remember that? No. Uh-uh. Shit. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Listen. So, real quick, he made that beat in like five minutes. Do you remember that? Nah. <laughs> how the hell don't you remember this shit, man? This is crazy. <laughs> it happened a billion times. That was the biggest stunt. <laughs> you can't Yo, I'm thinking it's just me. I'm just thinking it's special to me. This nigga do this shit everybody. I just remember the feeling of it just always sounding, feeling yeah, like yeah, something. Yeah, it was a, like an ex- wow. explosion. Okay, well, slowed down. Like, yes, yes. Remember we was talking about. Um, remember we was talking about it was the and scene that was from beat to me. The scene from uh, The Shining. That's what made you make it. He don't even remember that. I'm gonna tell you what he remember. Yeah, what that's why talking. we asked these questions. Listen, we when he made it, that 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 that's crazy. A slow motion ex- explosion. 
That's Because okay. it sounds like that. <laughs> On the Shining is the part where the blood is coming down. The sh- oh, down yeah, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. shit is so hard. And listen, to this day, that's the hardest record he made. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. That's the hardest record ever. Well, when I went to visit him in Virginia way back when, we were driving in his Porsche, and that was... Mm-hmm. The- it might be the only time I've ever driven with Pharrell or it's just two people driving. So I, he I, was that, it's the only proof I have that he's ever driven a car. And, uh, <laughs> and I played him, she, uh, I played him a uh, white stripes and he started going 130 miles an hour on an open highway and drove to the studio and made, she wants to move. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. Facts. You don't, you, you don't remember that either? Yeah, I remember. Oh, he remember that. I remember. That's facts. I remember my shit. Wow, Scott, you, you are the quintessential historian. I, I would have never remembered that until you just told hey, that story. Fam lay. I know. Like, I was just gonna say, say fam. Fam just like looks <laughs> sideways. The wheelchair story. Yeah, he, he don't remember my joint though. You know what I mean? It was special to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, life flex. You're right. He was like a billion of those. Get that out of here. What the hell are you talking about? Get out of here. Oh, the white stripes. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> My shit was epic to me, man. It was epic, bro. It meant a lot to it me. It was man. epic. It meant a lot to me too. I just No, I just... you just said you did a billion of those. And then he and then he sent he, he played me. He goes, You should listen to this song, you'll like it. And he played me uh, Gary Bart Celestial Blues. Oh yeah. Wow, Scott, that, your brain. That's amazing. One yeah, question yeah, I want to know. B- Brian, what do you listen to while you're painting? Like, studio, like, you know, what's your music vibe? I think the best investment I ever made was buying everybody little headphones. Because oh, it's yeah. dead silence <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> Peace. But I like to listen to podcasts and different books or wow. things, yeah. things so that, not, like, you oh, know, tone, with music. Tone, 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 tone. But, um... <laughs> I, you know, music sometimes with it ending often, then you have yeah. to think about what's next. But if you put on a book that's just hours and hours, mm. then I can get into like an eight hour painting zone and not even realize like, oh, it's it's six o'clock. I should be, you know. That's amazing. Up. That's so fresh, man. It's amazing, knowledge. bro. And you've like knowledge. Just yeah, and gaining. you're learning some shit. See, that's just special. I, I, I'm not at that level yet, man. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking out loud again, y'all. I'm talking out loud, but I'm just thinking like, yo, you can put a book on it and create a masterpiece. Question that the kids want to know: What's your archive game? Like, oh, man. Uh, Brian, I I kind of know just because I hung out at your studio one time, but I think it's such a like for those of us that don't look backwards. Do you like things that were sentimental at the time? Do you do you keep? Oh, I have everything I ever made in multiple. Wow. I try to have every single element of what I made just because, you know, I mean, that's one thing actually I learned in collecting other art and artists and collecting some of that ephemera. You know, I collect a lot of books and I just feel like if if I have that interest in other people's work, so it's important that with my own work, I handle it in that way. And I mm. try to like keep a solid archive so you can pull things, you know. My friend who really knows uh, the art world and, and works in it told me that you have one of the sickest art collections, that you're really smart about the artists that you get on early. and The way that Brian collects, it's literally like talking to Emmanuel Periton or like, wow. or Some having Sony a conversation level. with like Gagosian or like, <laughs> this guy, like the, the way that he- yeah, it's, of it. 
He could he could like totally not be cause and just be Brian Donnelly, the collector, <laughs> wow. and have a whole career aside from what he does. Would you like to share a small piece of your process? Like you ain't got to tell the secrets, but like what what makes you want to go out there a piece or you know like or you know this is something I should collect versus like. I mean, I just it, it sounds really stupid. I just really collect what I like. I see. You know, I see common sort of threads through artist's work and, mm-hmm. you know, things kind of have different importance. And as you go down different rabbit holes, other things become more important. And wow. I don't know, I, I sort of have a story in my head that I like to sort of piece together and it's really for my own entertainment. Um, I don't think I'd ever want to be that guy, Brian the Collector. You know, it's more... <laughs> it's more well, just, I have news for you, Brian Collects. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's good. Like, it's energy to have it around. Got you. Got you. Pharrell, where's the black Enzo? Oh, man. Man, you know what? The <laughs> is thing is... Is family? <laughs> yes, man. Because I sold it, bro. Like, I'm not... You know what it is? My favorite car of all times. I sold it. I sold it. I foolishly sold it. That bitch probably worth about eight, nine million right now. <laughs> oh, that car was so fresh. Yeah. What was Can the I inspo t- to get it? Like... Talk like not going to the past because we'll zoom forward. But yeah, no, all good. That did something to the ecosystem of what? Yeah, it everything. did something. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to hear this too. What made you get the car? I got that car because I got that car for the same reason why I got like my first Porsche. So my first car was uh, um, Lexus GS, the green, the money green. Mm-hmm. You know the bubble. Can't pick the Lex. I think Lex. It was belly. Yeah. Method Man was sitting out. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? Because yeah. it's like it's like. Look, we were like. I, I was like. I wasn't like. My friends. A lot of my friends were like real, real hustlers. Like they was really doing yeah. it. Yeah. Where we came yeah. from, like they was really getting it in. They was really, really, yeah. really, really getting it in. Like on a level. <laughs> um, and so. Here I am making money from music. It was completely foreign to where we were from, with the exception of Teddy, which is how I got on. You know, okay. myself, Chad, Mike, and uh, Shay, mm-hmm. and um, and we were we were not hustlers, you know, but my friends were hustlers. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, you seeing. I was a backpacker. Like when I first, okay. I had the Lexus, then I got the NSX, mm-hmm. the Acura NSX. You could not tell me nothing. Wow. That was a Ferrari, that was a Ferrari then. Right? So it, in my mind, like, that, like yeah. that was a Ferrari. It was Enzo then. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then after that, I was like, oh, okay, I'm a, I got a Porsche. Mm-hmm. And when I got my Porsche, I was like literally driving around with my backpack on because I was a backpacker. Man, hell. Wow. Yeah, that's a different class. I remember when you got the Porsche. It was like right. It was different. It's a. It's a. It was like the cribs got big. Yeah, you know the car. Yeah. Then it was like okay, let me let me just get a little array of cars and shit. This is I was young, man. I was young, and then I got then fronting comes up and I I bought myself a white Marianello four fifty six. That was Ghost. my first Ferrari. Ghost. So then we, you know, we did front and then we shot front. And then at that point, when I heard that there was something called the Enzo and that it looked like that, 
that it was modeled after the stealth bomber. That I was like, like I look, I am, you know, I'm a, I'm a cute, I'm a child of Q-tip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Q-tip and Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul. Those are all my, those are my parents. Those are my like, you know, those are, that's where I get my genetic. Yes, man. That's where I get my DNA from. So I'm like, yo, I have to do this. I have to do this for the, for the movement. Mm. I got to be the guy to get that. So I got, I got the, the Enzo. Yeesh. And <laughs> at that point, it was just kind of like, okay. That shit looked like a transformer. <laughs> so fam, like when you first saw it pull up, like what? when you like listen, <laughs> like was it at someone's crib? Was it the studio? It was at the house. The, I'm still stuck on the backpacker look with the yeah 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 yeah. No, I see that as an accessory. <laughs> that was his shit. I I I knew that was his shit. He just made me remember when you when you got the Porsche. I was like, yo, he on some other shit right now. I'm like, oh, okay, but the Enzo. First of all, it, it looked like a spaceship for real. Yes, sir. That shit is so mean. <laughs> yes, sir. This shit fly. You can't tell me it don't fly. I hate sitting here talking about material stuff, but just at the no, time, no, no. This was at a the time, question, we just needed man. to just like, we just, man, like all the people, when I say nerdy, like we're NERD, but ain't shit nerdy about it. It's just like, <laughs> no one ever really dies. Like we were just like the art, artsy fartsy yeah. kids. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so though. it was like, we had to do that, man. We had to do that. I had to, that yeah. was it. And then I got into like a rose. Yeah, it was generational. And then yeah, I got nah, into like the Rolls Royce like state of mind. It was like, it was all of that was important. You know, <laughs> yeah. all of that was important because you know what? The artsy fartsy kids could do it too. Yeah, you made a huge thing <laughs> with Enzo B. You made a statement with that shit. You know, they got to respect us, bro. We do more than just make music. Like we can dress, we can make these clothes. That Look at Virgil so right nice. now. Yes, yeah, so Come on, man. <laughs> you cannot put us in a box. And it's interesting because Scott was talking about this earlier. We don't do one thing. You know what? We respect people who are singular in their mind track. Don't we cause? We respect them, but we're not that. We're pluralist. We're pluralists. Mm -hmm. And today's mm. millennials and Gen Zers, they're pluralist. Don't put them in no box. And, and we outside the box. True. That's it. It's not that we don't respect the box. We get it. If mm. you trapped in there, we get it. Uh, That's I, where you belong. But us... It. We are not that. Exactly. We walk, you know. We 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 walk through walls. That was a that was a great question because I I never knew why you got it. I didn't care once I seen it, but I was just like, that's good. Now when I understand why you got that, bro. You had to, man. And you know what? I don't drive none of that. You know why? Because none at the other at the he don't drive. Listen, I don't drive. He don't drive. Period. Him off. <laughs> he don't drive. But uh, uh, guess what he has Sam, now? Paint a picture at the compound. Nothing. Which, which one you want? Listen, man. No, I can go me, for days. He don't want me to do this. Let me tell you what. It, let me tell you what it is right now. None of that matters. I don't drive any of them. You don't drive them because honestly, what I am is so grateful to be driven. Period. As a person, to love what I do every day. And I'm way more driven to like do this goodwill awesome. and get out here and like Facts. be supportive of like these kids, this black ambition, yes. you know, yellow, mm -hmm. like those are the things that, I, those are the vehicles that I am really driven by. So that's the thing. Like when you, wow. when you realize how it really works, you start buying vehicles to drive and you create vehicles to drive you. I don't know how it works yet. I will be driving that bitch. <laughs> no, those are bars. Like those, those that, bars. I don't, think, is, I don't think my brother heard me. I don't think my brother this heard me. This is him. You know I know this. He's not trying to hear you. I'm not trying to hear that. I love him. I know what he's doing. He means it. 
Nah, man, he I'm telling a you, man. Ferrari, man. I would yep. be burning up down this shit, man. Still saying that same thing. I would be yellow. I love ambition. All that shit, I still be with you. But I would be driving that shit. But you know what? Like I said, when you really understand what this life is about and how fortunate we are as creators and co-creators, right? Because God is the creator. And, and we are co-creators, right? Yep. When you realize how lucky you are to be Bless. in the constellation of, of that which is called the universe, mm -hmm. then you realize it's better to create vehicles to drive you. Yes, I agree with you. Like that's really, why you that's, can't, that's really all that matters. Why you can't do both? Like what, it's Virgil. so crazy because it's like midlife. We talked, I just turned 40, um, what was it, in September. But I definitely feel like we are, our generation, the same pocket between 90s, um, up till now, yep. whatever, just like hotbed of culture, we are a new type of young generation that's getting older. True. Like there's something, there's something in it that our parents didn't have. And obviously it was a different like society, but we're able to hold on to our youth and be young and still put forth mature ideas. We're, we're all, all of our brains are going through like, another level where we have a whole mm. body of work that we can reject but still feel as progressive as we were when we were 17. Yep. So now the concepts are going to get much more deep. You know, they're going to start looking like the people we looked up to but still as irreverent and in free form as our teenage self. Like I mm -hmm. was sitting in the Louis office yesterday. Oh, wait. Who was that? Wait. Wait, yeah. hold, hold it. Light flex alert. Light flex alert. Hold it. Light flex alert. Just hold on. Porsche. Just hold on. Yeah, just, you can't just, you can't just, just move hold it. Just fly hold over it. that. Just Say hold it. Again, it. Just hold it. <laughs> I was in the Louis office. No, no, no. You missed the part. Just yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> Say it again and then proceed. I'm sorry. No, man. But I was having a conversation <laughs> with um, Reg... Reg Knock, Reggie No, he's like a, a legend from where I'm from. He's like uh, from Chicago. He was one mm -hmm. of the first people to wear polo head to toe. And yeah. in our okay. community, that blew our minds because he was, at the time, he said he was like not fortunate to afford fashion. He was just wearing like track suits and stuff to school, high school. And he, one day his brain sparked and he was like, as a young black kid, the most advanced thing that I could ever do. And this kind of ties up to the phantoms and a lot of, like us as young black kids trying to figure out how to put ourselves in a different space so we can think at our like biggest impact. And he was like, I'm going to wear polo head to toe. I was That's on dope. a zoom with him in the office and he was, I was like, I was like, it's a little bit of a stretch, but what I believe in is that now we're in a place to almost do graffiti inside a building and have it broadcast outward. That bar of like, we're now inside companies with access to do graffiti inside the wall. So it's like I'm painting and that means this reference or, or this logo or this, this way of design that I'm able to do at Louis Vuitton speaks generationally to all the forefathers that came before me to make this brand what it is so that I can create in this space. And that's just a metaphor across the board is how I see it. That's the fresh. It's that's amazing, fresh. bro. Yes. I get it's it. Amazing. I get that. Do you, that was dope. do you feel like now that you have this infrastructure behind you that 
it's harder or easier to create knowing that you don't have limitations. It's a trip. Like, like the first piece of advice that I got from Nicholas Gasquier, he was like, be prepared because you never hear no. But uh, this gets into the work that with me and Pharrell started with Black Ambition. It's like, I'm not, and this is definitely uh, on the level of like, yeah, get rid of the LaFerraris and all that stuff. Like midlife, you hit 40. Like to me, there's one level of the work that is designing at Louis. But my real job is to make sure that there's like six young black kids that take my job after me. You know, that I open up, like for me, it's not just to, to run around and make cool stuff. You know, none of that really feeds my ego. What I would be more impressed by is the next candidate for a house that gets uh, hired as the next head designer has this like multidisciplinary background, comes from, you know, uh, not a fashion school, like thinks in a different dimension and him get a shot. So that's when I get into like legacy if that even applies into my, how I work, it's like in our lifetime, I want to see us not have to prove ourselves to be like, you know, hip hop is formal. Like it's just as important as X, Y, Z. Like you can come from this school of thought and occupy positions that previously were like surprising. And what I love about it is you really get and you exercise the the idea that we need to be holding open the doors that we got through. And there hasn't been a lot of that. No. You know, in fact, there are people who super glue the door behind them shut. <laughs> you know, we do the exact opposite. We hold the doors open. We share the codes. You know what I'm saying? We share the codes. You got to share the codes. If you want to see the culture do well, that's the thing. A lot of people don't want to see the culture do well. They want to do well as individuals. Mm -hmm. But they don't realize that you know, the door was held open for them. They were welcomed in. You know what I'm saying? And and for me, if you're not going to hold a door open, then you better be telling me that you're, it's your aim to knock down the wall, the whole entire wall. That's Facts. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we're, what we're building today is, is, is like proof. So I was reading uh, that you said something about being a designer now is different than in previous generations. Can you kind of explain what you meant by that? You know, I'm very conscious of what a designer meant before my time. You know, I spent 10 years coming to Paris just sitting as, A, a kid who couldn't get into shows. And then after that period of being able to get in, I would sit there, like, wanting to contribute you know, I just didn't want to be someone who was like, oh, Louis dope or, you know, Comme des Garçons. Like, that was amazing. I was like, I want to participate. And then I realized, since like most designers don't, like prototypical designer, fashion designer doesn't look like me, you know, doesn't come from my background, doesn't have that, that, that entry point. And I said, you know, if I'm going to be this person or sit in this role that I want to participate in, I'm better off thinking of ways to make that profession look like the world that I represent instead of conforming into the world that it does represent. And times are different. You know, 
there's this invisible sort of like line in the sand where streetwear was just a niche thing. And then now it's, it is fashion design. But I was able to sort of take a look in the mirror and say, you know, I want to transform. I want to update this industry and, you know, pay respects and homage to those that came before me, but give it a new face, give it a new definition. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Brian? I mean, I would have, you know, I totally agree with Virgil. I think you have to be aware of the time that you're in. I mean, it's great to look at what came before you and you could even romanticize about that, but that's not where we're at right now. And for me, I think about how to communicate in all the ways available. And so, you know, I'm active on social. I'm thinking about large public works, but also thinking about product that I make and how that kind of lives with people. And, you know, even just a decade ago, product and that sort of thing in the art world seemed very taboo. But, you know, we're not in that time and you have to kind of act accordingly or else I, I think you kind of are irrelevant. Listen, man, I enjoyed this, man. Thank you both. Thank both of you guys, man. Yeah, Yeah. it was an honor. Honor. I wish I would have talked less than I did. Me too, man. I talked a lot. (laughs) I talked a lot, Um, man. But it would be great to have you guys up here again. We'd love that. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to talk with you guys any day. Let's do it. I'm grateful. All right, Brian, I'll speak to you later. All right. Virgil, I'm about to call you. Pick up. All right, bet. All right, y'all have a good day, man. Peace. All right. Take care. Bye. Other tone, tone, tone. Subscribe to Other Tone wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Instagram. New episodes drop every Monday. Other Tone is hosted by Pharrell Williams, Fam Lay, and Scott Venner. Executive producers are Pharrell Williams, Scott Venner, and Moses Shoyola. Engineers are Mike Larson and Mike Hernandez. Theme music is by Thundercat. Othertone is produced in collaboration with the team at Gilded Audio, Ivana Tucker, Whitney Donaldson, and Nick Dooley. 